Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMNF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info. Hey, everybody. Another episode of Let's Cover That. So happy to be here. I'm Will Sullivan, my co-host. Antonina Agruza. And today we have with us Leah Sigler, the president of The Teledentist. Leah, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. So are we. We're covering a topic today that we have not yet on the Let's Cover That podcast, which is teledentistry. Leah, can you tell us a little bit about your background in healthcare, what led you to dentistry, and also the teledentist? Sure, my pleasure. <clears throat> so um, I am here in Kansas City, based in uh, one of the biggest you know, Midwest towns, and I actually grew up in a dental family. My grandpa is a dentist, my uncle, my both my parents. So after college, I actually went into the Peace Corps and was teaching health education. And my favorite subject to teach, of course, was brushing teeth, oral health, right? So when I came back from the Peace Corps, I actually went to hygiene school and started working in dental offices on and off um, hygiening and front desk. And uh, the teledentist presented itself as a unique option that was really great. Started in 2014. And I was working still clinically, but also helping out with the virtual uh, world. And fortunately, I was uh, full-time by the time COVID hit, and it has been a whirlwind ever since. So very excited to uh, see the teledentist taking off as it has. And um, it's an experience that it's definitely unique. I know, William, you were saying you've never heard of virtual dental before, so I'm excited to educate you on that today. Yeah, so what when you when you talk about virtual first dentistry, what you know, what's what's that landscape look like now? I mean, pre, before you and, and now going forward, there, there's got to be a ton of obstacles that you're seeing, whether it's you know patient population coverage. You know, dentistry seems to be a massive health need that most people, even if they have the coverage, don't go to their dentist consistently. You know private payers, you know, there's got to be tons of obstacles. So outside of even virtual care. So kind of walk us through kind of the roadmap of obstacles you've hit and, you know, how you guys have been able to kind of hop them. Well, let me, let me give you a, a great, a brief background of why we exist. So the teledentist was actually founded by two dentists who saw the problems in dentistry that you were talking about, access to healthcare, access to a dentist in general. Um, do you know that dental offices are only open 30% of the time during the week? So what happens the rest of the time? So people go to the wrong place for the wrong care. Um, in 2014, an article came out saying that $2.9 billion, that's with the B, are spent annually in urgent care and hospitals on dental codes. There's no dentist in an emergency room or an urgent care unless they're fortunate enough to have an oral surgeon doing rotations there. So Dr. Kuhnstadter. Yeah. Leah, that's that's just to stop you right there. That's an interesting stat because, and that's from 2014, and as we know, the Affordable Care Act rolled out in 2010. Mm -hmm. And one of the key features of the ACA is making sure people have the appropriate coverage nationally, you know, mm -hmm. kind of based on the Massachusetts model. Mm -hmm. And... I don't think I ever realized that dentistry seems to be like a really 
big targeted population of why people are entering the ER. Absolutely. So, so it, it sounds like that problem's progressed within this segment of healthcare dentistry, which is we, we tease that dentistry is like the stepchild of healthcare. <laughs> you know, push that stepchild away. No, it's separate from medical. You have to have a separate policy. And a lot of companies don't even offer dental, especially if you're in a small, small company um, that's just kind of pushed to the side. When oral disease is the most prevalent disease in the world, and they even the CDC, the NIH, everybody is calling oral disease a silent epidemic. So it is it is definitely wow. a separated, unfortunately, separated segment of healthcare, even though we know, especially with all the studies, the correlation with oral health and overall health. So that is why the teledentist came to be. The dentists, um, Dr. Maria Kunstadter and Dr. Michael Sigler founded the teledentist in 2014 um, so that they wanted to originally be ED diversion, be in all these emergency rooms and hospitals and everywhere the patients go for the wrong care. Um, and we've actually expanded, of course, because of COVID. Um, there are so many different silos in which teledentistry can work. So we're, we are in Spectrum Health, which is a big hospital group up in Michigan. Um, but we're also working with payers. Uh, I'll tell you what, 2020, March of 2020, we got emails from Cigna and Anthem. And within months, we were offering virtual services to their members. Um, these companies that stepped forward during the pandemic and said, we need to take care of our customers and they're offering teledentistry. It's, it's been a whirlwind, obviously, for a small company like us, but we have about 300 dentists nationwide now who are taking calls 24-7, 365. There's no vacation when it comes to the teledentist. We are always working, taking care of patients. So uh, a couple of scenarios and you're like, why would you use a teledentist? Well, obviously pain is a good one. But um, when everybody was cooking their their sourdough bread and, you know, looking in the mirror, trying to fix what in the house, they realized, oh, I kind of want to whiten too. So we would have people come through and talk about clear aligners, um, brushing teeth, you know, what products are right for me, whitening, you name it. Um, people use teledentists and it's now become a household name, which is really exciting. Sorry, I get on my tangents. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's amazing. I think it kind of goes back to your history of you know working in the Peace Corps, kind of looking at you know overall yeah. you know community health, and that's that's amazing. Yeah. Well, let, let me tangent real quick health. again. Yeah. Yeah. Like you think of lack of access is in the rural communities where they have to drive hours away, but you would, what you don't think of is the urban communities that also don't have access. So kids on Medicaid, um, only 60% of kids on Medicaid actually go see a dentist. There's still 40% of kids and adults on Medicaid that could get taken care of, but they don't know where to go. So even if you're in a very urban population, it's it, the lack of understanding and education on where to go that's that's our goal is to be the person in between the company in between um, that there's always going to be access to oral health care no matter if you're in the rural or in the urban and then our end goal is to make sure people know the teledentistry is not a replacement of a dental visit but a triage into an actual dental office so we make sure we are the dentist's best friend we say if you haven't had a, a visit in over a year Let's get you into an actual appointment and we can help book appointments for people. 
That's amazing. I, I really think that you real you guys are covering such a super niche market. And, you know, can you tell us a little bit about what the virtual first dental program looks like from start to finish, how the patient finds you, how it works for them? And um, yes, my pleasure. <laughs> I, lo I love this concept because everyone's doing a virtual first for medical. So before several big um, payers like Cigna, for example, our partner, um, before a person can go into an emergency room or urgent care for whatever their overall health care concern is, they need to talk to a physician on virtual care. Well, the same should be for dentistry, right? We are already working with Cigna. We're already working with several people. Before you go to the wrong place for the wrong care, sorry, here's my cat's tail. Okay, we'll just put him back down. <laughs> working from home has so many benefits, right? Yeah, but before you <laughs> cats are always right? good. Is he a dentist? Or <laughs> I always know when you're recording <laughs> too. He's like, hey. <laughs> So He's before a cat you, while you're in the chair, that's what it, that's what it's all about, man. <laughs> he is my moral support cat. When, <laughs> no. But when before a patient goes to urgent care for a, an oral health concern, or even before a patient books an appointment in a dental office, talk to a teledentist. We can e-prescribe non-narcotic medication. So if we see visible swelling, if there's obvious inflammation, an antibiotic would be indicated in order to start treatment. So we can get the patient on the correct medication to remedy their current um, concern. And then we can even triage them to the appropriate specialist. Let's say they have a broken tooth, it's broken down to the gum line. You're not going to go get the, you know, a crown on top of that. So we have, we have our dentists trained to, and of course they're fantastic dentists, um, that they know which specialty to refer to uh, and be able to help patients get to the right care. What is what is the the network look like on, on size and, and scope for the dentist? They're they're national. You're saying twenty four seven, three sixty five. Yeah. What does that size look like to be able to accommodate that as you guys expand companies like Cigna? Yeah, you, know, you talk about Spectrum, um, mm -hmm. which is a great big health system up in up in Michigan. Actually, is the genesis of the Striker Medical Equipment Company coming from there, which is yep. really great out Kalamazoo, Michigan. So. I imagine, you know, the type of contacts you guys are getting to kind of create the network and even the technology base that you need, medical yep. equipment, you know, telehealth. Yeah. How, how's that look to be able to sure. dominate this type of work? We have been fortunate. Um, again, 2020 dental offices got shut down March 15th or something like that. And our website flooded 500 something percent of dentists looking for work. Unfortunately, I can't remember the exact stat. I think something like 30% of dental offices are closing. So we have been able to retain several dentists. We are partnered with the disabled and the retired dentist associations. So dentists who are still knowledgeable, still retain their licenses, but can't practice. Um, they are able to click a button instead on their computer and, and use their, their knowledge and their uh, license so we have about 300 dentists um, in all 50 states, Puerto Rico, um, some of the islands as well. But it's also a lot of our dentists are multi-state licensed. So um, my favorite 
dentist has about 12 licenses across the country. Uh, it doesn't matter if he's up in New York working. If he's licensed in Michigan, for example, he can take a spectrum call, which is really exciting. Um, we follow all the rules and regulations of telehealth and dentistry. Uh, so we are uh, we have little ownerships in every single state, just like a DSO, for example. And we work underneath that so that we follow the regulations. If you're currently located in Kansas, you're going to see a dentist that's licensed in Kansas. And we've got about, I don't know, 20 in Texas, 20 in New York, but maybe one in Montana. We don't get that many Montana folks. So please come. We need, we're here if you want us. But so it's just a matter of making sure that there's coverage. Um, we just signed with Aetna, soon to be in CVS as well, fingers crossed. So with their 38 million people plus the um, like 27 million people that we're currently working with, with um, Anthem and Cigna uh, and whatnot, we, we make sure that we have the coverage uh, for the 24-7 access. It's kind of like herding cats, but it's really fun. Well, you seem to be good at that. So you've... you've uh... <laughs> Yeah, Mike, absolutely. It's it's so interesting to hear, you know, the just the the push out nationally because everybody talks about telehealth being a primary care mental health need. Yeah. And it's almost to the omission of dental. You know, so for example, the minute clinics with CVS, it's a great, great thing that's going on and, and clearly replicated throughout, you know, Walgreens now has like the village uh, right. kind of push that they have in the primary care, utilizing full practice authority with nurse practitioners, PAs, uh, along yep. with the primary care docs. But then it's a complete omission of something that's clearly a, a massive need. You, you almost have like dental deserts, so to speak, even in Absolutely. urban Yes, it's, it's incredible to see. So, I mean, thinking about like f- the future of dentistry, do you see that kind of complementing, you know, really kind of working in partnership with primary care in, in the future, kind of like these other ones are getting set up and tons of private equity backing? Like, how's that look to you? Yes, 100% yes. So um, we just recently attended the ATA, the American Telemedicine Association meeting in Boston, which is where I got to meet Jared. And we rolled out our dental medical integration program. So we are partnered with several telehealth companies already, like Sesame Health, UberDocs, we're on there as well. VC, our platform that we actually use for teledentistry, has a bunch of telehealth companies as well. And knowing what we know, there is so much research, like the Aetna research, for example, in 2008 said that you can reduce total healthcare costs by 17% by integrating dentistry. And that may not seem like a very large money or amount percentage, but when you look at the overall healthcare cost in the United States, that's costing trillions of dollars, 17% reduction is going to be significant. So what we rolled out is at a click of a button, if somebody is in a primary care office and they said, have you ever visited a dentist or when was the last dental visit? If it's been over a year, they can you know, sit in their little paper towel Uh, outfits and be handed a tablet and have a teledental consultation. Now that can include a screening. We can teach um, 
physicians or techs, whomever, to apply fluoride varnish, which could help reduce cavities significantly. And of course, our most important aspect that we triage patients to a dental office. So the same can be said in dentistry. We call it a virtual chair. Uh, Dental offices that are only open 30% of the week can use teledentistry to continue accessing care for their patients, new and current. And then if you have a patient that's sitting in your chair that has diabetes, for example, you will never get your A1Cs under control if you have unrelenting oral disease. It's been proven to be connected, diabetes and periodontal disease, direct correlation. So if somebody comes in, they have unrelenting diabetes, it's been a long time since they went to a physician, the dentist can hand the patient a tablet while they're numbing or whatever and have a health consultation with a telehealth specialist. So it, I mean, that's just two examples of all the the different ones. I'm a dental hygienist, right? I used to say, listen to the words I'm using, plaque, tartar. Those are all the words you're going to hear, inflammation. Those are all the words you're going to hear from your specialist, your cardiologist, your rheumatoid, I just, uh-oh, big word I can't use, rheumatoid, rheumatoid dentist, no, <laughs> rheumatoid, what's the word, you guys, help me, help a sister out, Rheuma, rheumatologist, rheumatologist, is that the word I'm looking for, I don't know, but, okay, well, <laughs> I'm so so going with arthritis and having yes. those similar issues, which are correlated to, to inflammation, yes, thank you very much, um, oncology, yeah. Spectrum is now having us do screenings for their oncology patients before they start treatment to make sure that there is no massive buildup or decay in the mouth. Can you imagine how many how many lives and teeth we're going to save by just doing a brief screening before they start their cancer treatment? I mean, the potential is limitless, and, and we're very excited to have great partners that are, are working with us to open this um, door that's never been knocked down before. Leah, it's really amazing what you and your team have been able to do. I don't think we hear enough about dentistry and all of the work that you're doing and everything you've shared with us today about how prevalent it is in the world of disease and how, you know, the numbers that you're sharing with us about how much you could be truly helping people with other aspects of their health just by taking care of their dentistry annually. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for all the work that your team has done and we're really excited about the partnerships that you're working on and we hope you'll keep us posted on any of the additional partnerships you start to gain over the years thank you i do have to start a couple stats before before i please quit i'm sorry i have to tell you we do a lot of post surveys after our consultations and because we want to make sure we're offering legit service, right? Well, 85% of our customers said that we prevented them from going to the emergency room. If you extrapolate how much an emergency room visit costs versus a $64 teledentist visit, we're saving the healthcare industry already millions of dollars. Next, my favorite, 74% of people said that their, their oral health concern was resolved by a teledentistry consultation. That means we're able to help people during their biggest concern. You know, people are terrified of going to the dentist, let alone toothaches. I don't know if either of you have experienced one, but they're awful. So 74% of people were able to continue on with their lives without stopping and going to the wrong place or having to take a a day off um, to get dental work done. 
So we are literally um, changing the oral health, the dental world as you speak, and then um, knocking down barriers to dental medical integration to make sure everybody um, can continue to improve their oral and overall health. Yeah, it's, it's just incredible. The delta that you can make in, in meaningful change to people's individual lives and uh, in the country on, on just the national cost containment needs is just immense. It, it's it's really, really cool stuff. And thank, thank you so you. much for being a guest with us on, on another episode of Let's Cover That. And, and I'm excited to see what you guys come up with in the future and have you back on. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much, both of you. It's been really fun. It has. Thanks, Leah.